0: Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Hello and welcome to Good News. I'm Twanda Black, your host. We talk to folks from all walks of life on this show. So I know you're gonna sit back, relax, and enjoy my next guest. Joining me today is Rhonda Height. She is a human resources training consultant, among other things. She's an author, she's a corporate trainer. Uh, you have to tell us what else you do, because you got- coach. <laughs> right, right, right. A, a corporate coach, actually. Yes. And certified in that as well. Um, and she is also CEO of Let's Talk LLC. Uh, I met Rhonda God 20 25 years ago, Rhonda.
1: I want to say almost 30, Twonda. Oh well, at least that, but oh almost goodness. 30.
0: Wow, wow. And I've eight, came, actually. 28. one eight. of your events, and um, I just loved your spirit <laughs> and just your realness and all of that. And you know what, you haven't really changed. (laughs) You've gotten smarter, but as far as you, you know, you haven't changed. You are who you are, and I love that.
1: Thank you. I
0: love you. you. (laughs) So let's talk about Let's Talk. Okay. Um, Tell us about Let's Talk. Why did you create it? How did you get into this field?
1: so i was working in corporate america as an hr professional and i've always had an entrepreneurial spirit i had tried other business endeavors that never really took off and i was uh, actually a member of toastmasters at at coca-cola which is where i was working and then coke started i say you know, pimping my talent, Ah. meaning meaning they were using me to go out and give presentations and do training for some of their clients, especially the fountain sales clients. And uh, I was not getting additional income and still had to do my regular nine to five uh, role. And I was on the road and there was another speaker that was scheduled that day uh, for one of their clients. And he was like, this is the easiest three grand I ever made. And I was like, huh? (laughs) What did you just say? That's what they're paying you? And so, you know, ding, 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 the idea was kind of born and it was actually my ex-husband who convinced me that, yeah, you can do this. And he is actually the one that came up with the name of the company. So I started laying the groundwork the last two of the seven years I was at Coke. And uh, after I got my first, what I considered to be a big client, I tendered my resignation and I have been doing it now. The company is 28 years old, but I have been doing this full time for 20, well, and the company will be almost 30 years old in, mm. two, yeah, in two years, so 26 years full time. Time mm. just starts running together, doesn't it? It does. It <laughs> so that's does. That's how I got into it and my vision, and this is how God. got, God is so awesome because my vision was I was gonna be the next female Les Brown or Zig Ziglar, I was gonna be selling out auditoriums, as this, you know, worldwide thinker. And that's not the type of work that was coming to me. The things people were asking me to do were asking me to draw on my HR experience for training, for consulting. And I am just very happy that I was obedient. Uh, And then Bishop T.D. Jake says, fell into the place.
0: And you know
1: 28 years later
0: oh wow that that's a phenomenal story um so and I know that you you get to go and speak to all of these different kinds of industries and groups and I can imagine that some folks when they see you walk in go Yeah. Where, where did she come from and what's really going on?
1: Yeah, I have been... How do you
0: deal with that? Because that's just so interesting. I've been in those positions as well. Yeah. And um, it's just so funny to me. But how do you deal with that?
1: You know, I and you kind of said it at the beginning. I'm, a, I'm just myself. And you know, I say a prayer and ask God to cover me. (laughs) And in some cases physically protect me because I have been in areas where diversity is not exactly what they do. And um, ask him to give me the right words and the right spirit. And I just, you know, I'm just me in those situations. I try to, to stay true to myself, but at the same time, I think that I'm also curious. So while I am teaching, whether it's through speaking, whether it's through training, I'm also a student in that situation. Mm-hmm. So even when I'm met with conceptual resistance or just resistance to who, you know, right. and I try to approach it from a place of curiosity. And that helps me to number one, not be defensive, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to not feel insecure in that environment because it can be very intimidating when you walk into a room and you get that reaction that you just talked about or you're the only one right in the room, you know
0: yeah yeah um i love it though I, i've seen you do your your training and um you are phenomenal at that yeah. um so i noticed that here lately and this is a big thing with corporate america is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, and you're now into that spot, in that space. Yeah. And uh, so talk about that for a moment. Uh, yeah. Well needed, of course, but is it, and and I, um, I I took a course at Cornell just in this area. So yeah. is it really happening or is it mouthpiece? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's
1: an interesting question, Twan. I would say it's a little bit of both, Mm-hmm. I have some clients that I know truly have a vested interest in having diverse organizations and creating inclusive workplaces. I have many others that I know we're checking the box that it's the, the right thing to do, they're doing it to protect the reputation of their brand mm-hmm. or because you know there was some uprising like last year with the murder of George Floyd, the mm-hmm. phone started ringing off the hook and everybody wanted to do something in that space. Uh, at that time, people were more open to having some of the really hard conversations uh, like around bias and microaggressions mm-hmm. and white privilege. What I have noticed in the year since George Floyd's murder is now that's not so much the case. They still want to invest for whatever their reasons uh, in DEI work, but they have requested a return to Mm covering the topic in a way that is comfortable for the majority.
0: Right, right.
1: And that part is a little disappointing to me, mm-hmm. but I really had hoped that after last year that it really would, uh, the door for having these kind of conversations, because I think that's the only way there will be real growth and change right. in those areas, that that door would stay open, but it is slowly, closing and let's go back to the very mm. discussions of, hey, we value everybody and bring your authentic self to work. However, <laughs> if your authentic self uh, does not align with what the majority feel is acceptable, then people are still, you know, facing issues in the workplace around diversity, seeking equity. And that's a big one people often mistake equality for equity they are two different things Um, and that whole inclusive environment is a little bit more cherry-picked um than in my personal opinion it should be so i think it's it's a combination of both there are some that are genuinely trying to make strides in those areas and others are doing it because it looks good on their website mm-hmm. and they don't want to see the price of their stock drop
0: mm-hmm. you know um what before i left corporate america we were i was on the I team and watched as we you know brought in people and you were right um it was that just do enough, just here. We don't want to talk about the serious stuff because we don't want to offend anybody. No. And, um, but I think one of the big issues as well during that time was that we had four generations of people working in one place. Mm-hmm. And everybody's, everybody was different. Yeah. And so the traditionalists did not understand what was happening with the, the and I call them the babies. Mm-hmm. But the, the youngest ones who were 19, 20, 21, cause you know, I worked in a media company. So we had young and we had the traditionalists. So our biggest issues were uh, having that four generations of people trying to work together and make it work when nobody understood anybody.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's still one of the bigger areas of diversity around generational differences, as you mm-hmm. said. You know these four groups and even in that last group you got some subsets you got millennials you got gen z's right and there's differences even within those mm-hmm. Groups. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the challenges that a lot of organizations or people that manage uh, multi-generational groups are are having and to me, it seems so simple, <laughs> is to figure out how to leverage what they each bring because each group brings something. Mm-hmm. and I think that that is one of the biases, you know, a lot of conversation around, unconscious bias, I think that is a very conscious bias and I think it is one that people justify. Yeah, And it is applied, whether it is to say, well, you know, this person, the traditionalist, they're not as valuable anymore, they're not gonna be good with technology or change, those stereotypes, or even with the, you know, the, the millennials and Gen Z, oh, they're not as committed, they're not gonna work as hard. There's no statement that you can make about any group that applies to every person that's a member of that group. But unfortunately, I'm seeing leaders who use those generalizations Mm -hmm. in making business decisions that affect people's lives and careers. And that I think is unfortunate.
0: It is, it is. That is such a a vast and deep area, DE&I. And and it's getting deeper actually where Folks are going lighter instead of going deeper. So you, you got your work cut out for you. Now but I love
1: what I do, so And I <laughs>
0: love that I, you know,
1: I, I get to pick what I do because there are some clients that I've turned down. Some of those check the box folks mm-hmm. or because I've seen that the culture... And their organization does not align with my personal values so it was really good to be able to say no even though sometimes i might need that money Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know standing on principle to say yeah no i'm not the consultant to work with you because the Part of my activism, if you will, is to not work with organizations where I see you're saying one thing, but you're treating your employees totally different from the values that you have stuck on your website. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. So you, you know, you travel around, you do all this training and teaching, and I don't know when you have time to sleep. And then on top of that, you wrote a book. Which I, I did. did. Right behind oh, did.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'll take the lessons and leave the baggage. Stories of a solopreneur, which is how I self-identify, and that is a entrepreneur that has chosen to work solo mm-hmm. in their business.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about the book.
1: What, what What are some good tips in there? Well, the book really is a, a compilation of my stories and mm-hmm. stories, basically what led me to where I am now in terms of, you know, uh, founding and running Let's Talk, but some of the things that I've learned in this business, like, you know, Uncle Sam will get his this is one of the t- chapters It talks about the importance of having a good CPA and paying your taxes. Yes. Will come home the roost. Uh, another is that authenticity equals profitability. How you be yourself, you know, a lot of people try to mimic Others. And it's okay to learn from others. Mm-hmm. It's even okay to kind of modify your style a little bit based on some things that you've seen with others. But when you are not your authentic self, it is not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And then uh, that chapter is called To That Own Self Be True. And then just there's another one in there called Help I'm Because on this entrepreneurial journey, it has not been all love and light. There are times where in in the beginning especially where I thought about, okay, need to dust this resume off and get it out because mm-hmm. things go down. Or, you know, I've had a couple of bad experiences with clients that made me pause and kind of step back. And so what are the things that you do? Because with a job, you're accountable to someone. Right. You work for yourself. You know, if you decide I'm not going to work today, if you have if you don't have meetings and such, or I'm not going to do the things that are necessary to keep my business in forward motion, who's going to push you to do that? So you have to have some type of get up and go or find the things that help you to get up off the floor when you have fallen, because you will fall. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when, and you will fall multiple times. True. Mm-hmm. you've got to be able to get back up and what are some of the things that feed your spirit where are the resources be they people be they the word be they activities that will help you to okay let me get up let me keep on going you know i took a little tumble hurting a little bit, got some bruises, but we dust it off and go. What are those things that will get you up? So we talk a little bit about this, that, and the other in the book, it's a quick read. I have gotten really good feedback on it because I write it, people say, I can just imagine you saying these things. You wrote it just like you talked. So I think it's a great book for anyone who is considering Going into business or already in business, and I think even those that are corporately attached, there are lessons. Some of the lessons that I've mm-hmm. learned that are going to be helpful to them in their career as well.
0: What as a solopreneur, and um, what kind of people do you tend to have around you that are in your circle? Um. <laughs> You know, you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me. What kind of people do you have here? People like you, people like you.
1: People that are positive, people that are connected to their higher power, because I don't trust anybody that don't has a Mm -hmm. does not have a connection to God. And that's that's probably a broad statement. But uh, individuals that are positive, individuals that are supportive, Uh, individuals that I can learn from. I am never the smartest person in my my group. I'm I'm probably the least smart um, because I want to learn from the people that I'm around and and gain different perspectives. Um, Those are the type of people, the naysayers, the haters, those with bad energy. And that includes those that are related by blood.
0: That's what I was going to ask you about family. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, you gotta, you have to protect your peace. And you and I, you know, because we've talked about this, it's been a journey for me to even get to this place mm-hmm. where I'm not just talking about it, but I'm being about it. Because my natural nature is as a giver, and one of the things I've learned is, as a giver, you really have to have boundaries because takers don't have it. That's right. And you have to protect yourself. It is not okay to set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Mm. It's not selfish to take care of yourself and to be dogmatic about protecting your peace. And whatever that looks like for each person, it's different. But whatever that is, I say that that's important because one of the lessons that I've learned is that you can't do anything without peace of mind. Every if you are not at peace, everything you touch will turn
0: to stone. Oh my gosh, it's so true. It's yeah. so true. and. And it it, it seems like, you know, when you're in chaos within yourself, then everything's in chaos. So you, you really need to work on that piece that's the most important thing in
1: life, I think. It is. Yeah. it is. Yeah. Don't feel bad about it. Sometimes we feel bad, especially if it's a family member or even friends, because friendships change. That's a lesson that I've learned. Me Someone, too. You thought would be in your life forever. Yeah. And, uh, maybe not. You know, they no longer deserve a front row seat no, in maybe. your life. You might have mm-hmm. to put them in the back of the auditorium, or even ask them to leave. Mm-hmm. If energy in your life is toxic or is not serving you well, and it's okay yeah. to do that. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make them a bad person. It just means that their time in your story is
0: done. It's over. That's right. Over. That's right. Such good points. Um, so tell everybody, first of all, how they can reach out to you for, for your services if they need you. Yeah. And, and for the book as well.
1: Yeah, well, the book is available on my website, which is where you would also reach out. There is an info and a contact uh, tab at the website, which is www.letstalkllc.com. So that's L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-L-L-C.com. If they'd like to call me because I don't mind chatting, that number is 404-212-0239
0: all right just a wonderful conversation always because you know you can talk girl I <laughs> tell them follow me
1: on social media so you can follow me on Facebook at let's talk LLC or on LinkedIn also let's talk LLC or Rhonda height and on instagram at, at let's talk LLC 25
0: all right all right all right well look we look forward to seeing more and hearing more from you is there another book in the works yeah i actually
1: am kind of sort of <laughs> The idea is here it has not made it to my laptop yet but there is an idea that i'm working on but one of the things i'm thinking about doing um is a podcast so that that's a that's an ideal i mean you know, doing a little research on what it takes to do a podcast, and I'm also kind of waiting on some divine intervention to tell me what that podcast should be about. Yeah, I really know that that's something that down the road I'd like to do. Uh, I am speaking to any women out there looking for empowerment on various topics. I will be a panelist at Empower uh, Summit International Women's Summit, it's been sponsored by the Chamber of Commerce Jamaica. Chamber of Commerce, Atlanta. You can okay. go to their website for information. It's a free virtual summit. Hope to see some of y'all there.
0: All right, all right. Love you, love what you're love doing you. and, and and life is great. It's what you make it. Uh, Rhonda Hyde, CEO of Let's Talk LLC. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Rhonda. It's
1: wonderful seeing you and talking to you.
0: All right, now, wonderful conversation with Rhonda Height. You can connect with me uh, if you want to email me at twandablack at thepgnetwork.org or good news at thepgnetwork.org. You can watch the show via PGN TV on all digital streaming apps or visit pgntv.org. Hey, we'll see you next time with some good news. All right. God bless.